0: And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson.
1: I hear those sleigh bells ringing and jing jing jingling jingling i don't know the rest of the words lovely weather First a sleigh ride with doc manson at doc manson are are you in the holiday season are you in the holiday spirits Has i am Christ- in the
0: holiday spirits dc matthews at the dc matthews it's it's definitely that time of year it's starting to creep into my bones
1: are you watching christmas movies every night
0: uh yeah pretty much although they're probably not what you would call christmas movies
1: Are they Christmas horror movies?
0: They are! I'm, uh, you know, sneak peek for those of you who actually listen to this show. Uh, We're going to do a Sound Scary Christmas special. And, of course, we're going to talk about our favorite holiday horror films. And we put together a list, and it's, you know, it's not a huge list. But I said to myself, self, I need to be more well-versed than I am in Christmas terror, and so I've been seeking out different films and um yeah just expanding upon my repertoire as it were.
1: I love the fact that you're making a list on the other show. That's where you go for lists now. No wonder you don't no wonder you don't want a list
0: with me, although it's not really a list either to be honest. Because we're going to talk about like our 3 I don't even want to say favorite holiday films. It's just basically we're each going to bring three holiday films that we want to talk about. So it's not like favorites necessarily. It's not necessarily best. It's not in any order. Just three holiday films that we're going to talk about. We might call it top three. I don't know. But that's really misleading. If you can come up with a better way of putting it, I'm all ears. Santa's
1: sextet.
0: That sounds risque. You'll get some listens. Will we? I'm not so sure.
1: <laughs> uh, how many holiday horror movies are there?
0: Oh, DC, don't do, do not go down this path.
1: And do they stretch across denominations? Is there a Hanukkah horror movie?
0: Yeah, I'm sure there is, although I don't not just say it off the top of my head. I know there's at least one because I have, st- I know I've googled sort of
1: for it before. Reanimated but rabbi. Yeah. Seeks out eight souls, one per night in this small town, and kills them with a menorah.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm, I don't know about that, but there is something called Hanukkah, which is listed as a 2020 film. Why wouldn't film. you
1: call it Hanukkah?
0: Hey man, how that's a kill. great idea. And frankly, I, am I think I'm going
1: to make latkes with your face. Uh, Here's my grater.
0: There's there's a news story that says it's torrifying. Eh? Thank you. Eh? Thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I apologize to Mrs. Manson.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Recently deceased horror actor Sid Heig, I I would never know how to pronounce it. He's uh he's sort of a big-time character actor, particularly in the genre. He's been in several of Rob Zombie's films, most notably probably Captain Spaulding is the character that he played in The Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses, etc. Um, he apparently is in this Hanukkah movie. It's his last role that he filmed before he passed, so that'll be a reason to check it out. Not that you will check it out.
1: No, but, but now I'm just thinking about, like, Boxing Day...
0: Are New Year's themed? Uh, funny you should mention, I did watch New Year's Evil two nights ago. So there you nice. go. Nice.
1: I think if it wasn't for the fact that I don't like being scared and I don't like gore, I would appreciate some of the creativity and the cleverness of these movies.
0: Um, the thing is, most of the cleverness really does revolve around the title, Or maybe just a brief plot synopsis. I'm not sure watching any of these movies really feeds into that cleverness that you think that you would enjoy.
1: I essentially want a horror movie where almost every line is like Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze type of line now,
0: what you want is the idea of hana kill the movie and you don't even really want a plot synopsis you just want to in your mind just sort of wonder for three seconds what hana kill could be and then that's as far as you want to go with it and i think that's fair again i think that's about as much as there is to be mined out of that idea you get in that three seconds of wonderment. Um, And it's only going to be ruined by stretching that out to an hour and a half feature film.
1: Then maybe I need to do one of those. Wasn't that Grindhouse? Wasn't there like a series of shorter horror movies that were
0: put together? No. Um, I mean, sort of. Yes, there was this thing called Grindhouse. that had two films put together. But they were both long movies on their own. No, I'm talking like
1: 15 Minutes Tops, a series of 15-minute horror holiday movies.
0: Um, there are some anthology films, and there's definitely one that one I'm thinking of is called Tales of Halloween. It's all Halloween themed. But yeah, that movie was like a like a series of like eight or nine ten fifteen minute stories, yes, and that was pretty cool.
1: That's what I'm talking about. I don't have the energy.
0: And there for actually a two hour. is there actually is a horror movie called Holidays, I believe. And I think it's basically But you're suggesting. I think it's got holidays throughout the year. Let me see here. I think Kevin Smith maybe did a short in there, I want to say.
1: Hey, I'm sure this idea is, like, it seems like a reasonable idea, so.
0: Yeah, holidays from 2016. Yeah. No, there's... Uh, There's one, there's a short for Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Halloween, Christmas, and New Year's Eve.
1: Fourth of July, Earth Day, Arbor Day. Arbor Day.
0: Day. I'm going to turn you into a tree. I'm going to just plant you into a tree. Hey, nothing wrong with that. It's a great Um, idea.
1: Yeah, Batman has a kind of one of it deep in his rogues gallery is Calendar Man, who sets up a series of crimes that go along with the calendar. And that's kind of where I'm going with this. So, but anyways, um, how was your holiday? We haven't spoken since Turkey Day and Black Friday, and there was a bit of a snow event in our neck of the woods. What's been going on in the life of Doc Manson?
0: Not too much, not too much. Holiday was fine. Spent it with the in-laws. And it's funny because it was just on last week's show. Where you asked me, does your father-in-law even know that you have a podcast? In which I had said, no, of course he doesn't. And no less than 24 hours later, sitting down to Thanksgiving dinner, does Mrs. Manson let slip that a friend of ours came over to record? At which point he goes, what were you recording?
1: And is that... When you threw mashed potatoes at your wife's face?
0: Oh, it was close. I managed to maintain my composure, until and I also the car, managed to basically car just
1: ride home when you were like, uh, "Don't speak to me."
0: I just deflected every question he had, and I never gave him any scrap to even like begin to search for what this thing might be. Like I was just like, "Ah, oh, it's just a thing." that we do oh it must be something important to you i was like ah not really i i, I
1: just i just i
0: was how not many apo- going to how give many him
1: apologies did mrs manson give you
0: none i don't think wow i think i was owed at least one maybe maybe i got one on the ride home maybe maybe yeah because i can imagine
1: knowing you as i do i can just imagine the look that would have come over your face That kind of quiet, calm, where you're just like, I will figure out my way around this, for I am an intelligent man. But someday, there will be a reckoning.
0: I was just thinking to myself, like, I literally cannot tell him about this show. Even if he only listened to the latest episode, he would hear me bad-mouthing the in-laws. Like, I can't, this is not a can of worms that I can open up. It's just not happening.
1: I don't know how far down the rabbit hole you want to go, but I think you were given on one particular day in which I was in, a, believe, a tuxedo. I believe you were given a lifetime pass to say whatever you want about that man. Why? We can take this part out of the show, legit, if you want. But I am reminded of your wedding day in which someone got up to make a toast – Not you, not your toast. That's a different toast. But someone got up to make a toast, and the way he spoke about you, I was like, oh, you're meaning the person making the toast, not you, Doc Manson, the person making the toast. Wow, you're a jackass.
0: You know, I feel like I should have some feelings of resentment all around that day, but- Honestly, in fairness, I don't remember anything that was said during the reception, so sure. I, I I guess it's, I can't hold that one against there anyone. There
1: was a reason we decided we weren't going to do toasts at all. No one spoke at our wedding because we were just like, no, it's awkward.
0: Our reception, um, basically, we were not allowed to do what we wanted to do. Of course not. So we didn't really have a say in the matter.
1: No, you got married in a castle.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah,
1: you got married at a
0: castle. Yeah,
1: I got married by chicken coops.
0: You did? For the, just it
1: was, for the comparison, it was pretty fun though. <laughs> it was wonderful. There was mini golf at my wedding, but yes, no, I. Any time there's a wedding, people, you're the bride and groom are prisoners. You especially, though, like you were not in charge of your own destiny that day.
0: No, but, uh, but again, overall, um, it was a lovely
1: day. Yeah, lovely day. Time.
0: And again, if I have no specific recollections of things that were said, then I guess it couldn't have been that bad or at least not as.
1: I would hope <laughs> that you would have known him well by now, but like, oh, he's getting a microphone. I don't care what he has to say.
0: Yeah, I mean that's basically it. We just I basically it's just I have to survive the next fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Your toast, however, that you made, not at my wedding, not at GQ's wedding, but at Tall Guy's wedding.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. For well, I had to an do occasion it over again.
1: Such as this. Ah, oh, it's a good times.
0: It was. It
1: what was. do you think about homeschooling?
0: I think there's gotta be a reason why you're asking me this. Oh god. Um And it's
1: and it's it's related. Follow
0: the trade. You no, know, I'm following it. Um I think homeschooling is a monumentally poor idea. Period. Okay. Yeah, period. I'm not a I'm not wild about it. But some people are. I think it's because the 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 main thing that I see well there's there's several things. Um <sighs> It's not the 1800s. You know what I mean? Like you don't yes. send your child to a schoolhouse where there is a teacher. You, you send them to, to schools where, and again, you know, this varies, of course, by the individual, but ostensibly you're sending them to a location where there are several professionals in the field of education, all of whom may have studied different subjects, and therefore have different degrees of expertise in certain subject matter, which would therefore make them better qualified, ideally, to convey information about those specific topics upon which they are well-versed. When you homeschool, and it's just you, and that's not always the case, but when it is set up that way, I think that you are doing a disservice to the education because, A, you don't know what you don't know, and B, you are limiting the child's exposure to ideas that you do not already hold. So, for the most part, yeah. that's not even getting into the social aspect That's of it. where That's the big thing where I come in, but that being
1: a teacher of small children – that is everything to me i think
0: yeah but i mean that really goes the social thing goes along with the last point i made about the ideas that you don't already hold because being exposed to others is how you again are exposed to other ideas and that that's that's social that's i mean that's that's the basis of a society is being exposed to and having to come to terms with people who don't necessarily hear, hold, or share the same opinions that you do. Uh, there's value in learning how to deal with that.
1: We see that on Twitter all the time. Like the 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 face of discourse has changed. Yeah. There are certain children in very specific instances where you might have um some sort of it's I don't even want to call it a condition. You might be such a person that a mainstream school is not gonna work for you. Sure. And rather than go to an alternative school, homeschooling might be a better option. You might feel more comfortable there. You can kind of be more in control of the environment. I totally understand all of that. And in those instances I'm fine with it. I was at a books, you know, a used book sale and was overhearing this woman talk about Homeschooling her like 14 year old daughter, and she, her 14 year old daughter decided they wanted to study astronomy. And so they were like writing letters to like planetariums. Can we come for like, you know, they were like seeking out legitimate things. Again, there's still issues with that, but Mm -hmm. in certain instances, that's going to work just because. Whatever the reason. You need to have a really good reason, I think, to homeschool. Otherwise, it, you are I'm setting, not saying, you're setting your child back.
0: I'm not saying that there's never a situation. I think sure. you've already sort of hypothetically put forward yeah. situations in which it would be appropriate. So, like, you know, I'm not saying it's a catch-all, no. But I, I, I do think that the potential for setting back a child's development is, is much high. greater um, in those circumstances. Yeah. Especially knowing a little bit about some of the opinions held by the particular people we're talking about.
1: Who said I was talking about anyone? I'm just posing hypothetical.
0: Hypothetically, if there were some people who we hypothetically knew, who hypothetically held opinions, I would hypothetically perhaps not approve of some of those hypothetical opinions of which I was hypothetically aware Hypothetically speaking, of course. Of course, of course, of course.
1: Uh, hypothetically speaking, have you watched any wrestling since Survivor Series? No. <laughs> okay. Um, I watched, I must have the
0: watched. The most any- amount of wrestling I've watched since Survivor Series is reading a tweet from you today saying that you had wrestling topics that you needed to get off of your... I,
1: it's, it's weird. I wanted to get your opinion because – and again, you're not watching AEW. I'm not watching AEW. I watched a couple of episodes. So far, it hasn't done a huge amount for me. Um, but I'm watching Twitter and the the discourse that I'm seeing – and it's only my timeline. I don't know what's going on in the rest of social media, but I feel like the pub, the public Twitter – perspective of AEW has turned so much on its head (laughs) that it's it's honestly shocking to me. And it's getting me to the point where I'm like, okay, well, what in the world is going to happen? Because there's a lot of things that are going on right now in wrestling that I think have to do with this. Um, You're not paying super attention to Twitter, and I'm assuming you're not paying super attention to the wrestling perspective But more people on my timeline are being negative about AEW than being positive. And that was not the case at all six weeks ago.
0: I mean, the thing that I think is interesting about AEW is the fact that it was as positive as it was for as long as it was. Because honestly, going back in time, I was very active on the Internet when Total Nonstop Action Wrestling and Impact – We're in their heyday. And honestly, if you were to be paying attention to the discourse online, 100% of it was basically, well, not 100%, but, you know, the vast majority was 100% against TNA or Impact. It's a smaller company. They don't have the same production value. They don't have the same access to talent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing is, nothing about that situation has changed For AEW versus TNA circa, you know, 2010 or 2005, maybe more accurately, um, it's sort of the same situation. Yeah, AEW is maybe a little better financed in the short term than TNA ever was, but again, they're never going to have that unlimited budget for production value or talent or I don't know. Like, I, I always thought that the people saying... AEW is going to come out the swing and going to be the like that was never going to be the case. The fact that they actually got higher ratings than NXT for a little while. I mean, that didn't surprise me based off of how much goodwill yes. they had going in to the start of Dynamite. But I didn't expect it to last. Has no. it lasted? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, they so.
1: AEW won the first couple weeks, then it was close, and I think NXT, I don't know about this week, I was trying to look for that while you were talking. Um, <clears throat> NXT has won at least two or three weeks now in a row, and then AEW did a commercial on TNT in which they're posting, you know, quotes from various media sources, and most of them are AEW buries NXT, AEW is crushing NXT, and People are like, you've lost multiple times in a row. Why would you choose?
0: Well, because that advertising um, slogan and the the entire campaign sure. was put together after week two when they were winning.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. That's why. When, and, and, you know, <clears throat> the thing I said after Survivor Series was that AEW needs to do something to try to gain back control of the narrative. Like – Survivor Series weekend with NXT and all of that stuff was such a big hit for them that AE- I felt like AEW needed to do something relatively drastic in order to get the conversation turned back to them. And they didn't. And there's probably a reason for that. You're trying to build stars. You don't want to, you know, pull the emergency, you know, pull the fire alarm really quickly. But at the same time, I was like, you got to do something here. And now eh. that John Morrison. Has signed with WWE, which I firmly believe is solely so AEW doesn't get the chance to do it.
0: Yeah, 100%. I'm
1: like, okay, so WWE has got the better stories, at least in this moment. And again, it can depend on your definition. This is is my perspective. Um, They're signing the stars and they'll probably continue to sign stars just so AEW can't have them.
0: I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure, you know. AEW needs, and this is where TNA always let things get away from them, and I don't know if this is going to work, but personally, I think what AEW needs to do is stay the course. They need to just put on their product, be happy with the product they're putting on, and winning over their fans. I honestly, and I've heard, I've heard Cody say this, and I think I've heard others in AEW say this, they're not competing with the WWE, and I actually think they What you're telling me about this advertising campaign, they need to avoid that. They need to avoid looking like competitors, even to just NXT, because they're never going to win that. They need to be happy doing what they're doing and making enough money doing what they're doing. And they're going to need to do that for literally years on an upwards trajectory before they're ever in the same conversation, in the same breath. Mm -hmm. of the wwe like it's it's just yeah it's literally years if not longer
1: decades away i do agree with you in that sense it that would make the most sense from from a business standpoint is it
0: sustainable build your
1: stars i don't know who they're building because i'm not paying attention but build your stars i don't know if it's mj well clearly they're going to put a focus on mjf but I don't know if it's Omega. I don't know if it's Moxley. I don't know. And if see, it's- I
0: think that in some ways they've already failed um, because of the business model that they've set up. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they've really failed, like they're going out of business failed, but they failed me is what I'm saying, because I was watching AEW. I watched for the first four weeks or five weeks of that show, and I probably would have continued watching it, except eventually, again, I had that realization. I am never going to see the payoffs of these feuds because I'm never going to pay $60 to watch a pay-per-view. And so at that point, I fell off the product 100%. I just said, there's no, well, there's no point in watching the weekly television if I'm not going to see the payoffs. If they had a solution in place where for $10 a month, I was going to be able to see the full storyline, I would be still be watching. And again, that's only me, but I can't imagine that I'm unique.
1: No, I don't think so. I think I think that is an issue. I also think you talked about all the goodwill that AEW had leading into it. Ever since all in, which was twenty
0: eighteen, I think. Well, let's let's be let's be fair here though. Well not fair, but let's be honest. That goodwill had nothing to do with AEW or what they were doing. That goodwill was one hundred percent dissatisfaction with the WWE. And the WWE, like it or not, you can laugh about how they all went into, how, you know, Stephanie and Vince and Triple H went to the ring and said, we haven't been listening to you and whether or not that's really panned out. But overall, they've started listening. They really have. Yeah. Whether you want to nitpick it or not. And that the sense of dissatisfaction that existed in the WWE two years ago. You know, when we were really talking about all in like sure. leading up into that ramp up, that level of dissatisfaction no longer exists. With the WWE product. Not
1: only to those hardcore people who are now like their persona online is being anti-WWE.
0: Sure. And those people are going to continue to exist.
1: Yes. Well, and they're going to continue to watch WWE just to hate on it. But I mean, you know, you you look at all in. Yeah. If WWE could be like, here, put on the best wrestling show you can. Don't worry about stories. Just do the matches. Have Seth Rollins wrestle, you know, put it in there, have Roman Reigns wrestle Adam Cole, have Matt Riddle wrestle whoever, because we don't care about the story, just have the great matches, they could do fantastic.
0: Sure, but, but that's not sustainable.
1: Yes. And what happened, though, I think, is all of the expectations for what AEW was going to be built and built and built and built and built, and built to this fever pitch. And I remember tweeting out, like, we're peaking right now. Correct. With the Dynamite of-
0: came... Too late. Yes. It did.
1: Yes. And so by the time it happened, everyone was like, this is going to be the most amazing thing ever. It's not. It's good. I don't know that people like it, but it's not game changing. It's not going to, you know, it's not setting a new paradigm for what professional wrestling (laughs) is. And now people are like, oh, you've got a librarian and you've got a, a jungle boy and granted, the best wrestling dinosaur ever. Uh, Okay, and you've got the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny.
0: Not familiar with this group, sorry.
1: Uh, This new trio came out to attack Cody Rhodes. One of them is this guy, he's got a mustache and he has a monocle. One of them is wearing a mask with buttons for eyes. And one of them is Allie from TNA. Yes! I like Allie! Wearing a
0: bunny mask. What was her name? Cherry Bombs? Was that her name on the ND scene? No is that her? I think so, yeah. I, I like Allie. Ellie's a good uh I'm, a good wrestler, good actress. But she's I better love, actress than she I is. Love Monocles, but. I'm
1: all for new wrestlers. I like Lucha Underground because they they introduced me to new wrestlers, but they came out and attacked Cody Rhodes with no build. Everyone was like, Oh, who are these guys?
0: What's the expectation? Right. Why would you attack Cody Rhodes? They're 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 going to they're going to attack
1: the head of the snake. That's what they said. They're after the head of the snake.
0: I don't even know what that means in the context of AEW. And so, again, they've got things to establish. They've got things to work out. Don't get me wrong. They want yes. us to think Cody Rhodes is a big deal, and that's yes. fine. But they needed to establish that.
1: My worry is if after six or eight weeks this is the narrative. Yeah. What happens in 10 weeks or 12 weeks or 26 weeks if things continue? Like how committed – and here's my question. How committed are the people not named Cody Rhodes and Generation Me? How committed are these executives with the money? How committed is TNT
0: to putting on pro wrestling? Correct. I think they're committed a little bit.
1: What happens if TNT in a year goes, your ratings aren't what you said they were? We're going to go in a different direction.
0: Correct. You just end up with TNA 2.0 and you start f- doing the same drain circling spiral. Not to take anything against T- Impact, they've been in a remarkably tenacious company. I'm very surprised they still exist and, by all accounts, actually seem like they're on a bit of a rebound right now. But yeah, I don't think the story changes appreciably for AEW unless. They're able to get their ratings up, which I just don't know was ever going to be, was ever a realistic expectation. So hopefully, hopefully TNT appreciates that and they're pleased with the performance that they're getting.
1: I suppose that's true. I don't know what the Wednesday, whatever they were playing on Wednesdays got for ratings. This might be, did you spill stuff on the rug again?
0: No. Lies.
1: Lying liar who lies a lot. Um, yeah, maybe this is better for them. And again, I don't know. And I don't, I don't know enough about this. And I, I'm always happy to claim ignorance. But, uh, <clears throat> it, it's worrisome to me. And maybe when whoever it is, Omega or Moxley becomes champion, maybe people will start being a little more interested again. Cause Chris Jericho broke out a clipboard. With le lexicon of le champion.
0: Oh, boy. Count me interested.
1: And I'm like, you can't talk about how bad creative is and then take the idea you had when you were working with that bad creative.
0: You – well, I agree with that sentiment except I think Jericho – does get a little bit of a pass, if only because most people appreciate the fact that he was doing his own creative on that. So, I I, I get what you're saying, but this specific instance, I I think it's kind of acceptable. It's still not a good look. It's still not a good look. No,
1: I want them to do well. I don't want someone to listen to this. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, those tens of tens of listeners, you know that I want them to succeed. More wrestling is always better. But I just... I worry. Like, you know... Am am I going to expect to see Cody Rhodes make his WWE return at the 2021 Royal Rumble? Because after another year, it's just really not
0: working. I doubt that very much. So do I. Um, The the real question is, the real question, though, is in this world where more wrestling is always better, uh, how are the ratings for NWA power?
1: I don't know. I don't know how YouTube does their things. I could look it up, I suppose. Uh, but I do know that their pay-per-view into the fire is available on fight TV for 20 bucks. And it's on, I know you're not going to pay 20 bucks. I'm just saying it's 20 bucks and it's not a one-time thing. It's on demand. So you buy it, you can watch it whenever you want. And as often as you want. I know that doesn't matter to you. And I'm not sure, you know, I've watched NWA power, uh, I know a lot of people really like it. I'm glad. Some of it is very good. But you're building on Damian Sandow, Trevor Murdoch, and the Rock and Roll Express.
0: Aren't they like 80?
1: They are the current NWA Tag Team Champions.
0: Wow.
1: So again, for many people, Jeremy Fishman... They're loving it. And I'm loving that they're loving it. But, so, NWA Power, episode 9, 114,000 views. Episode 8, 125,000. 207,000 for episode 7,
0: 228. So, also on a downward trajectory.
1: Well, again, the one that's been around for two weeks. I'm not sure people are making this appointment Television. This I think is something that, like every couple of weeks, you. Watch. This is what I do. Every couple of weeks, I watch two or three episodes, and I'm caught up. But NWA is not trying to be <clears throat> competition with anybody. NWA is like we are going to be completely different. We're going to be in a studio. We're going to have ridiculously. We're gonna. We're going to be as close to Southpaw Wrestling as you can be, while actually being a legitimate wrestling show.
0: We're going to have Jim Cornette until he says something awful, which lasted for what? Six episodes?
1: Seven-ish, yeah. But now they're going to have Bad News Barrett. He's going to be commentary for NWA.
0: He still exists? He does. Does he go by Bad News Barrett? What does he go no, by? No, I think he's Stu Bennett, which is his actual name. Ah. Ah. But oh well.
1: I like I'd like him to be Bad News Bennett if that's allowed.
0: I doubt it. So that email address that you can write into is podcast at wrestling dot com. Did you know? Before we get no. to the
1: emails, did you know that WWE Network now has a free tier? You can you what? can you can download the WWE Network app, and even if if you're not logged in, there is still stuff there for you to watch. Like what? Basically, at this moment, they're basically taking everything that's on their YouTube channel and putting it on the network. But they're saying there will be some exclusives that, because I think they're just trying to get people to download the network. But that was the other big news. Big quote. quote news.
0: I am actually curious to know how long the WWE is able to maintain the WWE network at nine ninety nine. Well, I do think it's a significant form of revenue for them. I don't think it's the amount that they would be—it's an amount they'd be happy with. And you look at the subscriber numbers and the way that they've basically—they'll claim that they're growing, but last I knew, they'd basically plateaued. Um, I'm just—I'm just sort of curious whether or not the network is a sustainable business model. Because obviously, it's the standard that we're holding all these other companies to. We're saying, ah, I wish AEW had a $10 a month thing. I'm actually wondering how long the WWE is ultimately going to be able to maintain the $10 a month network.
1: Not for very much. My guess is they're going to have tiers. I sent you a link. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I think they're going to have tiers. They'll have their $9.99 a month. You can watch NXT, you can watch the pay-per-views, but there'll be a gold status or a champion status or whatever, and for $15 a month, you can – maybe they put the archive on there. Maybe they put their table for three or whatever on there. I do think that's coming. This is the, this is step one to what I think will be setting up a tiered system for the network. Um, I'm I just not you, sure –
0: how many people are going to subscribe? cuz you see the problem with a tiered system is they're not having overwhelming success at the flat rate of $10 a month. So if you start trying to make an argument that we're going to charge more for the same thing we're giving away at 10 now, you're only going to have less subscribers. And unless you're going to unless you're going to raise that price enough to offset that. Yeah. But that becomes insular because at that point now you're creating less people who are watching your product.
1: Then maybe they do the first tier is seven dollars a month and you only get the pay-per-views.
0: I think that I think that's what they would have to do, is they'd have to continue giving away the current product at an affordable price. Yeah. But I also think the current product is the thing that they have the best chance of getting the best chance of getting people to pay more for so
1: we'll see i don't know they get my money that's all i know i sent you a link um lana and bobby lashley were arrested on monday night raw i don't know why i'm not sure anyone really does know why um but i shared with you their mugshots.
0: Um, Neither one of these mugshots are nearly as good as Vince McMahon's mugshot. That
1: exactly was the question.
0: <laughs> I mean, there is something humorous about the idea that Bobby Lashley has a mugshot without a shirt.
1: <laughs> but Lana from looks what like I can see possessed. of Lana, Lana, Lana I'm looks also like not she's possessed by some sort of demon because you can't see the whites of her eyes.
0: I'm also not convinced she has a shirt on either. That could just be a bra. It's really hard I to tell. I think that is
1: the dress she was wearing. Ah. On that episode. Because she's in ridiculous heels, handcuffed, trying to walk up a ramp. Uh, But yes, I just wanted to take some time to appreciate old Snaggletooth Vince Mm. McMahon's.
0: The best mugshot mugshot in the history of wrestling.
1: If not the history of time. Like, I'm not sure there's a real mugshot that's better.
0: Eh, there might be a Florida man one.
1: (laughs) Um,. I could make that my piece of positivity. Have you listened to No, I won't. I have my piece of of positivity. Um, Have you any interest in listening to the New Day podcast?
0: For a second, you said the New Day podcast. And I said, huh, is that something that the New Age Insiders is doing now? And I was immediately going to give you my answer. But then I remember the New Day was actually a thing in wrestling,
1: yes.
0: And um, the answer is still no. <laughs> I listened to episode one. I enjoyed it. Great.
1: I was listening to it while I shoveled off some cars. How much snow do you have in your neck of the woods? Not that we live that far apart.
0: I don't know. Five inches.
1: Did you get to a day off?
0: No. Even but on, we did. Even on Tuesday. No, we, uh, we did get a delayed start on Tuesday, but no no day off. Oh, I had two. Which I'll regret in June, but <laughs> this week we're lovely. All yeah, right, fair you mentioned
1: the emails. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Only four this week, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not offended. I'm a little upset, but I'm not offended. I'm not, I'm not reading this. It's too Jesus, long. Jesus. I'm Puff. We're playing Not that nice. I don't want
0: to read it, but this is.
1: Hey, guys. This is a novel. So I want to talk about wrestlers and the use of self-help books.
0: If you're going to read the whole thing this slowly, it's not going to help.
1: <laughs> we all know Ryback uses motivation from the book The Secret, which is all about positive energy. Yet I have never seen an ex-wrestler as negative and bitter. In fact, on NAI, Jason actually talked about how Ryback felt he was above everyone at an indie show when talking to agents backstage, not in character. It feels like self-help does more harm than good. Which brings me to what I want to talk about. Jinder Mahal. I'm back in, Pav. You pulled me back in. But I will refer to him by his real name, Raj because he was speaking out of character for a lot of what I'm about to write. while well, I'm gone again. Mm. I have, don't care anything about Raj. Raj said on a podcast earlier this year that he wants to become a 10-time world champion. <laughs> he can I do like that
0: in champion, the NWA, but... maybe.
1: He also believes he can main event WrestleMania. Now, none of this was said in character, but where should we draw the line with self-help and positive thinking, and always striving to be the best, and complete delusion? Mm -hmm. They say if you're not in WWE to main event or be world champion, you shouldn't be here. But at the same time, you are characters in a play. Not everyone is the lead role. Yep. But to genuinely think he can be a 10-time world champion is delusional. John Cena, Randy Orton, Edge, and Triple H only have those number of titles specifically. And a lot of people who weren't watching don't know this is because in 2009, WWE had at least one world title change hands at every pay-per-view to get people to buy them. It was a marketing ploy. Look at the amount of times Edge won the title in 2009. This is the main reason that quartet has inflated reigns. Sorry, Raj, it's not happening.
0: There was a year where I feel like John Cena and Randy Orton traded back the title at basically every other pay-per-view. It was ridiculous.
1: He also insulted the audience intelligence by saying he wasn't champion for the Indian market because he wasn't champion on the India tour. But by the time the India tour came around in December after winning it in May, ratings had dipped to a point they took it off of him. Another classic example of insulting listeners' intelligence. I have read a lot of self-help books, and I have to say some help, and some only work for a specific person. And just like Finding You're Happy... You have to find what works for you. Everyone has a method that works for them. If they didn't, then everyone would be successful all the time, because there would be one singular formula that would have been discovered by now. Do you think that self-help has gone too far, especially in the case of wrestlers like Jinder and Ryback? Many thanks, Pav. Fun fact, according to Best Life Online, all the total ants in the world weigh the same as all humans'. Compared to the six billion-plus people on planet Earth, there are ten quadrillion ants. And if you combine the weight of those ants, they weigh about the same as humans. Out of all the facts I sent years ago and since I have been back, this is the one I am most skeptical about. But who better than a doctor and a teacher to ask about it? Do you believe there are ten quadrillion ants?
0: I mean, I don't know if that's the right number, but yeah, the majority of the biomass on this planet are all insects. Yeah. If you combine all of the insects, sense. it completely outweighs like everything else. So,
1: Yeah, I think that actually makes total sense. Uh, when it comes to self-help, I have no problem with Jinder Mahal in or out of character talking about. Being a 10-time world champion and talking about main eventing WrestleMania. Zero problem with that at all. That's what he should be saying.
0: Yeah, I do think that it's a bit delusional if he thinks he's actually got a chance at that.
1: I think in order to make it as a professional wrestler, you have to have a little bit of delusion. Maybe, yeah. I'm going to travel 300 days a year. I'm going to fly to Saudi Arabia and then fly back and then do all of this stuff. I'm going to work out multiple hours a day and I'm going to reject the idea of seeing my family most of the time. Like,
0: Yeah, no, you're right. And I will say, the one thing that struck with me on this email is where he was saying how NAI talked about Ryback feeling as though he was above everyone at an indie show. Um, I sort of feel like that mentality is why Ryback... Got fired from the WWE. Yeah. He felt like he was superior to everyone. He would go to Vince McMahon and be like, I should be your top guy. I'm better than John Cena. I can be the next. And I think, you know, they tried with him for a while. Sure. But I do think that that mentality was there all along. It's not a matter of him feeling like he's better than the indie guys. He just, that's just how, who he is and who he thinks he is.
1: And there is a fine line when it comes to Vince McMahon specifically. They mentioned it, I believe, on the New Day podcast that we were just talking about. Vince McMahon likes an assertive person who's going to go to him and say, I have this idea. I've really thought it through. Here it is. Sure. And, and, you know, that was one of the things like, you know, Vince called and said, we want you guys to be preachers. And they kind of went with it, but they started tweaking it on their own. And eventually Vince was like, what other ideas do you have? Cause clearly what you're doing is working. And
0: they laid out like, And see, that's the key. He likes somebody who's assertive. He likes when they've got ideas that are well thought out. But ultimately, what he needs is results. Yes. He's willing to entertain you. He's not going to entertain you for very long. And he needs to see immediate (laughs) results.
1: Yes. And I think they gave that to Ryback and people. Like reacted like someone pet broke wind in church because Ryback is terrible. He but was I do. Okay. I do think you need. Kids I, liked him. I do think you need that kind of confidence. I bet every person in that locker room, even DDT mascot Lince Dorado, has an idea in his head of how he could get to a featured match on WrestleMania.
0: Oldies so. but goodies. Hi Good guys. Good buddy Glenn. The Rock and Roll Express just winning the NWA World Tag Team Titles. Spoilers. For the ninth time, which team from the Federation back in the day, 1980s slash 90s, would you think could have carried the gold today? Thanks, as usual, Glenn. My answer is not realistic because not everybody's still alive. But if the Road Warriors were both exactly still alive... What I was gonna say. They could carry the goal today still.
1: I would say the same thing uh, about the Steiner brothers and both of them are still alive. Um but yeah, I think <laughs> but again, like I think, you know, any of these classic teams that's going to get people to pay nine ninety nine, would you like to pay nine ninety nine? You know, if you could watch Hawk and Animal again? Sure. Would you pay nine ninety nine? Like it's not like they're gonna bring back demolition with their bald heads and their face paint. But you tell me you found Luke and Butch and you're going to bring back the Bushwhackers to take on the revival for the WWE tag team titles. All right. Let's see it. Fair enough. Yeah. But the Road Warriors make a lot of sense. Uh, Danielle, 202. Oh, my goodness.
0: Hey, guys. Doc, is the Sound Scary survey still available? Hoping to take the survey this weekend. Uh, yeah, it's still. If you, the link is probably still, in find your happy chat somewhere, so it's but it should still work. Um, I can also just repost it, I suppose. Uh, what's a question Doc has for DC, and a question DC has for Doc? I also enjoyed GQ being a surprise special guest. Made the emails a hilarious segment. Also, what do you all think of the Fiends Belt? Cheers, Danielle. Have you seen the Fiends Belt? Yeah, I've seen a picture of it. I wouldn't pay
1: $6,500 for it, but I love that it exists.
0: Does he wear it to the ring?
1: I don't know that we've had... Did he show it on Friday? Maybe he showed it on Friday.
0: I think that belt is very clever and cool, but I only want to see Bray Wyatt carrying that belt when he's not dressed as the Fiend, as though the mask, when it is off of him... It takes the, that form. Oh, that is genius. Wow. But when he's I in love the bass. No,
1: because it doesn't make any sense for Br- the fiend to come out with a title. Correct. That's perfect. That's perfect. Perfect. perfect.
0: If, you, if we only see that belt during Firefly Funhouse, you know, backstage oh. when he's being Bray, I'm down. Oh.
1: I love that. Yeah. Uh, What is a question Doc has for DC and a question DC has for Doc? I feel like this should be, like, really deep and introspective. What was your favorite (laughs) thing about being roommates? And what was your least favorite thing? That's two.
0: Okay. Okay. I have to decide, which one do you want to ask me? The good thing or the
1: bad thing? I gotta ask the bad thing. What was your least favorite thing about living with me? Hmm. Besides the fact that when I ran out of gas, I put the gas can in the bathroom, and it smelled for like a week.
0: <laughs> Whatever. We've all had our moments. Uh, my least favorite part of living with you... Um, the thing that's popping to mind, which is weird, because it was definitely only a one time occurrence, but I guess it was just that bad. One time I went to the fridge and I reached in and took out a plastic bag, and in that plastic bag was a liquefied cucumber, because it had been in there rotting for so long. And that was a cucumber that you had purchased. I just did that this weekend. <laughs>
1: I bought the little pickling cucumbers, thinking I'll take them for lunch. And I found them in the back of the fridge, and they were green liquid. They were green water balloons.
0: So I guess my your attention to to cleanliness at times could have been lacking. Was this is also coming from someone who is not exactly OCD? So
1: I'm not as bad as the puppeteer. Just
0: want to point that out. No, no, you are not. In fact, that's why we even started living together, because the puppeteer was so horrible.
1: Well, and we both wanted to live with Tall Guy, I think, and we were like, look, this is just going to end awkwardly. Let's make him
0: suffer. (laughs) Right. Basically, our alliance was formed through spite.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I was like, we don't have a title for this show. (laughs) An alliance... (laughs) Through violence from spite. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, that was it. And can I tell you, the fact that they regularly almost killed each other just made it all the better. Yeah. Someday he's going to listen to these. No, no, he's not. (laughs) (coughs) Anyways, uh, do you have a question for me? You can't. You know what?
0: In the spirit of it, same, same question.
1: Cheater. (laughs) Um,
0: How can I be political?
1: No, I'm, not trying to, I'm trying the to raft? say, because the first thing that popped into my head is a story that we've told on this show at least once, if not twice, which was when I went line dancing and <laughs> couldn't get back into the room.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But um,
0: does that even really count? I know we were no. living together, but that was <sighs> the dorms. No, no, I'm thinking I uh,
1: because you were the way you were and i use past tense there were still that way a little bit (laughs) there were times where you would make a decision and that was it like we when we lived with the arcesist it was a three floor (laughs) duplex Uh and you just said well i'm getting the top floor And there was no debate. (laughs) There was no... It was just, that was going Uh, to happen. And so I had to live across from the narcissist. And again, similarly to what happened with the tall guy and the puppeteer, I once chased after him up the stairs, thinking I was going to beat him. That happened with the tall guy? No, with the narcissist. Oh. Because we were not we were not on speaking terms at one point and he would yes. he would speak under his breath
0: yeah. as he like yep.
1: walked up the stairs and one time i'm sitting with the woman who would be my wife on the futon and i heard him and i just got up and ran up the stairs and was like say it to me whatever you're mumbling say it to me and he went up and shut the door and like i just stood outside his door like do i and i turned around and went back downstairs and you were just happily up there in your penthouse, just like, nope, this is where I live. You two can <laughs> fight about that. And it was just that that was the end of the conversation. So when I was on your side with that, it uh-huh. worked out well. When we were opposed, I wanted to c-
0: kill you with liquefied cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that just should serve as a lesson. You never oppose Doc. <laughs> You just have to hitch your wagon <laughs> to Doc's wagon, wherever that wagon is going, and it works out for the best.
1: What is your piece of positivity? for me? I'm oh, wait, sorry for wait, being so no, difficult we have in the email. past. I'm sorry, we got so off. No, it. I think at one point you did say you would pay more rent because you had your own bathroom oh, up there. And I did then pay I, more rent, and then I was like, okay, yeah. At least, at least there was a. But it was just like the like. I was like, so are we gonna like? you know, rock, paper, scissors for this? Are we going to, like, come up with some way of
0: figuring oh, it no, out? no, 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 I'm taking it. <laughs> that was really <laughs> how it went. In <laughs> fairness, I believe my justification at the time was the futon is mine, the TV is mine, the oven is mine, the refrigerator is mine, the microwave is mine, I'm bringing all the stuff that we're all going to use. See, I don't remember any of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was my justification. Not saying it was good justification. No, it's I was fair. still a dick about it, but... <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> All right. Our final email, Jeremy hadn't emailed because he said he couldn't remember his Hotmail password. And I told him to get with the times and get onto Gmail. Uh, but he emailed, I remembered my Hotmail password.
0: I think eggnog is delicious. Whether in family-friendly or adults-only versions. How do you guys feel about eggnog? Jeremy. P.S. Anyone not down on the Nog is a weirdo. P. P. S. Anyone who would put Italian dressing on a taco salad is a nihilist. I did that today. So you're both a weirdo and a nihilist. I don't know that I've ever had
1: eggnog, to be honest. I don't like milk and I don't like eggs, so I don't think I would like it, but I have to imagine it doesn't taste like that. Does it taste like eggs? No. What does it taste
0: like? Holiday spice. Okay.
1: Like a ginger snap? I do like ginger snap. It's
0: sweet. It's sweet, and it's... I don't know if it's ginger or nutmeg or whatever, but yeah, it's just got a general sort of spice. It's creamy.
1: We will have it. There will be some on the the holidays in a couple weeks. I might try some just to see if I like it. Yeah.
0: I will say I'm not a big fan of the adults-only versions, but that could just be... (sighs) The mixes of them that I have had. Maybe I've never actually sure. gotten one that was palpable. Pal- 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 Do you like Kahlua? Palatable. Um, Not really. Okay. That's what yeah. my mom does. She does.
1: She makes her own Kahlua and has it with eggnog. And people yeah. rave about it, but it's just not my scene. <clears> um,
0: I love eggnog. I love <clears throat> eggnog lattes. They're one of my favorite parts of the holiday season. To be fair, I did not
1: explain this enough. Uh, the taco salad I had today was some tortilla chips, and then the meat and cheese were scooped on top, and then a lettuce was just thrown onto the top of that. So the lettuce was not – usually if the taco meat's on top, I just have that. But this time the lettuce was on top, and I felt like the lettuce needed something else. And my choices for dressing were Italian or ranch, and I like Italian. So that's what I had. And I have to tell you, maybe it makes me a nihilist, but it was pretty good. It was
0: pretty good. I probably would have chosen like avocado or guacamole or something. I'm not. Those were not available
1: to me. I understand. I was not available.
0: Maybe you should have planned ahead. Usually. It's
1: made prepared differently. This was prepared in the, I don't have time for you. I'm just throwing the ingredients on the tray. Uh, right. However, it was still very good. Uh, which brings us to our piece of positivity, Doc Manson. What do you got for me? Episode
0: 202. Well, I've got not much. <laughs> um, okay. I guess I'll go with tomorrow is the last day of the semester. That is very good. So things are winding down for the next month. Yeah, we've only
1: got, you know, we, we just had Thanksgiving, and there's only three week, three quick weeks, and then we're done.
0: 2020, coming up. Coming up. 2020. That is how you uh, put those numbers together to make Thank 2020. Yes, yes, I'm glad. I'm glad. Very good. It. Thank you for confirming. Um,
1: I'm going to go to a tried and true. I'm once again playing Skyrim. I, I now understand how the calm spells work. Mm. I'm making all of these poisons and I'm pickpocketing them into people and just killing them outright, so I'm never a suspect. Like I never played that way. I, I haven't. Sh- I've shot a bow once this round, and that nice. was for a quest. I had to. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I just did the Dragonborn DLC, which I had never done before, so it was all new to me. So you know. It has replay value, so I am enjoying that. I was up early this morning, running around, putting putting poison in people's pockets.
0: Well, I'm happy that you're happy.
1: Are you still playing, what is it, Guild Wars? Not Guild Wars, Gears of War?
0: No, I haven't played Gears of War since before I played The Outer Worlds, so it's been a oh, while. that's right. Yeah, maybe I'll get back into it. I don't know. Maybe yeah. not.
1: I... I enjoyed Outer Worlds, and I'm glad I got it. But
0: uh, nah, it's just not the same. I understand,
1: but it's not bad. I'll probably go back to it at some point. But it was just after I, you know, did I did one of the endings. Hmm. I did beat it. Okay. I remember running around and having to kill one of the major characters. No spoilers, but um, but yeah, I don't know if I'll replay it a different. Like, I'm not sure if I'll go replay it a different way. But either way. Yeah, either way, fair enough. Um, or I noticed before we started recording, is that a computer you're building behind you? Or is that an old computer that you're scavenging behind you?
0: Um, that is the prior computer that was recently replaced. And I just have been far too lazy to clean up around here. I,
1: there is a giant pile of wrapped Christmas presents here. There are Black Friday deals that
0: we have bought and haven't done anything with. Like I was just like looking on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Like I was looking to spend money, and I think, with the exception of I want a new desk, like there's just nothing in this world that I want for at this point.
1: We we upgraded some. We got new pillows. Um. Some of this is just clothes.
0: Which must be nice. I understand that's a privileged statement to make, but.
1: Yeah, no, I got a new shirt because the old one was too big. So I had to buy, I I bought an XL shirt and fit into it. Like, I I let my mom know because that's such a weird, I've been a double XL for as long as I can remember. And she's like, I think the last time you wore XL shirts was high school. And I'm like, well, I weigh about 75 pounds more now than I did in high school. So let's assume that that's not the case.
0: But mm. I don't know. I don't know. Either way. It's cool. But yeah, I was I was really looking for deals. I was looking for something to just spend some money on. And I found nothing. I came up empty.
1: Well, wasn't last year the big sound bar? Wasn't
0: that last year? Yeah, that's well, but that's it. I've got my TV now. I've got my sound system. I just did the computer and the monitor. I've got this microphone now that I like a lot. Like, at some point I was like, well, I guess I could look into like buying movies or something, but I don't want physical stuff. No. Yeah,
1: no, we've said we're we're into either services or upgrading what we have like you know you yeah you said you bought a new computer you probably don't need a new laptop or tablet or
0: I bought you know, a new laptop like a year ago or something so yeah I think what you should have done is you should have bought
1: yourself some virtual reality headsets
0: I was looking at those actually um, I could see that be, i could see
1: that being the next thing for you is i'm gonna try and uh, you know an oculus or uh, whatever the other
0: yeah are. i only the only reason why I'm even looking is because valve announced a new half-life game i saw half-life alex and i love the half-life games but at the same time like i don't know if vr really is the next thing for me or not
1: there is a place just down the road from me which does it's like a vr cafe where you go and you pay by the hour and you can try out new vr
0: stuff that is a great way to get pink eye I always
1: have a problem putting stuff over my glasses, and I'm like, if I don't have my glasses on, there's no point in me playing anything virtual reality because I won't see it.
0: Right, right. So, and you have a head of such proportions that it would pose a significant. Yes, I need
1: I need (laughs) a double XL headset that will also go over my glasses. Yeah, and you need to have the floor covered in some sort of tarp because any sort of weird motion thing, and I will just vomit. Really? So, yeah, I don't think VR's for me. No. <laughs> now, granted, I'm You're definitely now, an but edge case I, I, for that. Yeah, I had all sorts, you know, roller coasters, any of that. Like you go to the IMAX movies at like the science center, yeah. and they're like, "Let's fly with the eagles," and I'm like, "I'm gonna fly to the bathroom and vomit in a <laughs> trash can."
0: Yeah. I never had those issues, but I I could see it. I could definitely see that being a thing.
1: Doc Manson, another lovely episode, another lovely conversation with you. Um, I haven't had foe in a while, and I think we need to rectify that.
0: Cool. When we going?
1: My weekend's fairly open. Nice. So, uh, anything else you would like to say, Doc Manson, before we head on into that good night?
0: If you'd like to have your thoughts right on the air, you can do so by sending a message to podcast at ddtwrestling dot com. If you liked this episode, you can listen to our entire back catalog by going to ddtpod.com dot com or to your podcast repository of choice, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or Spotify. And finally, if you like what you've heard, And how could you? Head on over to Patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to send just a few shekels to DC and Doc. It helps to keep the lights on and the podcast train <clears throat> a ch- ch- chuggin
1: Not that you should take money away from DDT Wrestling, but I also believe there is an, is there another Patreon they should visit if they can? No? I thought Sounds Scary had a Patreon.
0: Not that I'm aware of. Was it a fever dream? Like, I swear I saw it. I don't think so, unless GQ set one up and didn't tell me, which is entirely possible. Patreon.com slash
1: sounds scary. Maybe I'm wrong. I could just be completely. I didn't see it. You should get a Patreon then.
0: I think it's a little premature
1: for that. I don't know. Maybe it's just for In the Night. I swear I saw it, but again, I may have dropped it. (coughs) Anyways, what an awkward way to end the show, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. 202 episodes. Uh, Our relationship, based on what was it? Based on Spite. An alliance (laughs) formed from Spite. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at The DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us once again. Until we meet again,
0: my friends. Won't you be our besties? Do you ever regret changing that from See Around the Neighborhood?